Welcome to episode 241 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. This show was recorded on 29th of March, 2020. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com. I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and all sorts of other information, please visit our website at www.the-spokesmen.com. And now, here are the spokesmen. Welcome to episode 241 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. No, you do not need to adjust your speakers or your mobile device, whatever you're using to listen to this show on. This actually is David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast, and I'm here to, spo- uh, to host a very special episode of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. And I say it's special because I have all my friends with me today, or many of them, um, uh, we have we have quite quite the crowd today, and I'm just going to go straight through and introduce everybody because I am, I mean, I'm literally tearing up to have all of my friends with me here today um, during this very very strange time we're in, and so we thought we'd all get together and and share it with you. So let's start with my co-host and actually the person who who is the main host and producer of the Spokesman these days, my very good friend and traveling partner. Hello, Mr. Carlton Reed. Hi there, David, and hi to everybody else. And we have a captive audience, David, Uh, (laughs) uh, very possibly at home and absolutely here because people can't escape. We, We have got them. Yeah, yeah, for sure we do. So um, it's good. It's good to have you here. Um, you know what I'm going to do is as I go through um, with each one of you, I'm going I'm to kind of ask you, you know, what's going on in your world? Um, what uh, What's different about what's happening with you? So obviously, you know, we're recording this March 29th. It's uh, 8 a.m. Pacific time uh, in the morning. And, um, you know, this is these are strange days for everybody. Uh, so Carlton, um, you know, what's what's going on in your world with with your social distancing and with your family and and how's everybody doing well yeah it's 4 p.m in in the uk and it's british summertime now technically we are now in 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 sunshine even though we've had snow today up here in the in the wintry wilds of uh, of newcastle in the northeast of england and uh, my parents uh, who are a few miles away and they're elderly and they are both over 80. So they're social distancing, self-isolating, whatever you want to say. And I take them food parcels here and there on my bike. And the rest of my family, two two medics in the family. So I've got my wife who's a hospital doctor, so kind of frontline-ish. And uh, one of my daughters is a medic, so or is going to be a trainee medic. So eventually she's kind of learning from this experience uh and we're we're just at home hunkering on down i'm kind of working quite hard so i'm now working for forbes and uh, i'm i'm working on lots of stories on covid19 stories i am i am absolutely not sitting at home wondering which netflix documentaries to to, to, <laughs> hey, to hit hey. up on i'm not going to say anymore I, I, i'm not watching any tv uh, at all i'm i'm working my socks off so that, that that's me david 
Good for you. And 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 I had emailed Carlton, I don't know, probably a week ago and and asked about his wife and his daughter because of course I know that that Jude is a doc and uh that he's got a daughter who is a soon to be doc and uh, knock on wood, they're all safe right now and, and and we're we're glad to hear that. And thankful for you know, it's so weird th- these days. I was thinking, you know, we we talk about doctors and nurses and we talk about even truckers and grocery workers and we now say thank you for your service as if they were in the military. So thank them for their service and give both of them a hug from all of us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, moving on down the, the the road as I as I look at my screen here is, uh, and by the way, this is sort of the original spokespeople podcast because uh, when you hear all these folks that are on, you're going to go, wow. It's as my daughters would say, it's the OG spokesman. So, uh, starting with our, our, our next is, uh, our very good friend. Hello from the East coast, Donna Tosi. Hi everybody. It is a very rainy spring day here in, uh, just outside of Boston. And, um, what have I been doing? I've been working as well. So I work for an organization called the Trustees of Reservations, where we have 118 different properties with trails and farms and coastline. And um, unfortunately, we've had to close down some those places for now, um, because of the stay at home order from our governor, if you're in the United States, all of our states have governors, um, or outside the United States, you don't know that. Um, so our governor has put a, a stay at home policy. So like Carlton, we are very busy, though, even working from home, trying to come up with innovative ways to continue to connect people with nature and the farm and doing things like having, um, because of the folks that work on our agricultural properties, obviously, you need to take care of the animals and the farms and things like that. So they are allowed to go and and do that. And they're doing story time from the barnyard and oh. um, giving kids things to do from home after story time to help out parents who might be teaching their kids at home and giving them some educational bits and things like that. So and more of those online programs will be coming out in this week and in the coming weeks. So really trying to stay connected with people and, and give them some of that. Um, as far as what I'm doing, I've started to train, as, as a lot of you know, I do the Boston Marathon Jimmy Fund Walk every year, and that's in the fall. So that's 26 miles of walking. So I've I have uh, started my training and I'm seeing a lot more people out on the streets here, including a mom and her two kids on brand new bikes yesterday that were um, riding around our neighborhood, what I might call the tour day neighborhood. Um, (laughs) And then Neil um, here, I keep hearing him riding upstairs every night um, in the room upstairs. He's using, for all of you who may want to know, the wahoo kicker and wahoo bolt and we can talk about that a little bit if you want um he's got a really great setup up there so that's what we're doing like carlton and i have parents who are older and and so far they're okay but we'll be doing some shopping for them as well so that's what we've been doing it's funny donna i saw a meme on uh instagram i think it was yesterday and it said all it took to get my kids out on their bike was a quarantine (laughs) so (laughs) you know whatever it takes uh uh, you got to find the silver lining where you can moving on down the road you just heard him give a little chuckle there uh from san diego sunny san diego california because like carlton i've it's been dumping snow here the last couple of days 
Uh, so I'm missing my days in San Diego. Hello, Tim. How are you, Mr. Tim Jackson? Hey, um, well, you know, as my father likes to say, and, and given, given my history, uh, I'm upright and casting a shadow. So that's a pretty good day for me. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. Things are <laughs> bright and sunny here in San Diego, but you talk about hail. We actually had, or hail, you talk about snow, geez. We had hail earlier this week and in our local mountains at fairly low elevations for us, uh, we, we actually had some snow here. They had to close some roads in our local mountains, which at the end of March is not necessarily uh, normal. So it definitely had people running around in San Diego as if it was the apocalypse. And, you know, I'm and uh, hope hope the hope the kids are good as well. Yeah. Yeah. The the youngest is here with me currently. She and she turns 10 this coming week. So this is uh, moving into double oh, digits for her. Um, what? Gee. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh uh huh. And the oldest <laughs> is uh, away in college at, in Santa Barbara and have been talking to her as much as I can. Um, you know, she's, she's now moving on with her adult life. So it's kind of, um, kind of hard to let go of the reins, you know, I'm sure you know that one quite well. And, uh, it's, it's an interesting time to say the least. Um, so yeah, I worry, worry my ass off a lot. Um, but she's, uh, she's enjoying Santa Barbara. She really loves it up there. And, um, you know, my, my girlfriend and I are doing everything we can to uh, be as safe as possible and take care of Good. each other and everything. And the dog is completely bonkers all the time. And she can't understand why, why the humans are home all the time. So dog is happy. That's for sure. Yeah. Worldwide. I think that's true. Um, well, excellent. Thank you, Tim. And uh, let's see, uh, right next door uh, in in the state of Colorado, as my wife thankfully brings me a fresh cup of coffee, um, is our good friend and uh, everybody's lawyer. Hello, Jim Moss. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> I've, uh, let's see here. I have been busting everything to get some work done. Um, with the quarantine and countries closing their borders, um, the other segment of my life, the mountaineering segment, is all up in turmoil. Hmm. So if you wrote a check for a hundred to one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars to go climb Mount Everest this spring, um, what are you going to do? Uh, hopefully, you bought a the right travel insurance policy because most of them don't cover pandemics. I've learned by reading them constantly for the last five, 10 days. Um, the money's already spent, you know, the, it, you, they'll spend uh, $25,000 for an expedition for food, but it costs them $125,000 to get it to the mountain. Um, so it's not like you're going to go get the money, the food back and, and spread it around. So it's been an interesting uh, 10 days. Um, I work from home, so there's nothing new there. Um, the, uh, and there, except traffic outside my window. Normally mm. I'd see cars go by and nowadays I'm seeing people walking and running and a few cyclists. Um, and then when I go, go take a ride, 
the bike paths are just full of people, especially Saturdays and Sundays. There's just there's just dozens of people everywhere. Um, like it's like skiing almost. Um, I call it moving slalom gates, where you have to actually weave around people. So life is good. Um, Jim, this isn't this isn't considered force majeure. Well, no. And and so for those of you who are curious what force majeure is, it's a French term meaning act of God, basically. And although you would think that a pandemic is an act of God, the, the term came into being in the 40s around the war. And so nine times out of ten, the courts have interpreted it to mean a weather disaster, war strike, or terrorism. So tornadoes, hurricanes, flooding <clears throat> are considered acts of God. and there have not, there's not a single case that I've found that says the pandemic is an act of God. So I suspect over the next three to five years, we're going to see a lot of litigation over that. But it's, it's going to be interesting because the cost of litigating is expensive and the time involved. And so I, I know, if, for an example, in the sports segment, the arenas and uh, stadiums and such, coliseums have all turned to – their people have said, no, we're not giving you your money back um, because they know that it's going to take 10 years to get the money. And they say, you know, file a claim on your cancellation insurance. Um, I mean, the, the stadiums are just howling because they're keeping all the deposits and the, all the yeah. money right now. So it's yeah, a mess. So I, yeah, and I, and, I, and I asked about that because, uh, you know, we keep hearing that term come up, you know, as everybody's talking about cancellations right and left, whether it's travel or or, or, or any other kinds of events or, or things. So for th- thanks for enlightening us with that, unfortunately, bad news for, for people who, you know, as you rightfully said, may have may have put money out for, for something and, and may or may not be lucky enough to see it back. Um, and for those of you who also don't know um, what Jim was referring there, uh, what he was referring to was, um, you know, there's, there's a specific climbing season in you know, for, for, for instance, Mount Everest and they canceled it and told everybody to go home. So, um, you know, and, and climbing Mount Everest is, is, is an expensive thing to do when you, you know, you pay your guides. And so everybody went home and they had already cut those checks and now what? So thank you, Jim, for, for letting us know about that. And you guys are, are safe and healthy at home, right? Oh, everything's great here. I would, by the way, don't, don't stop arguing force majeure. I mean, don't give up on it. Just, you know, just fight. There's also the common law doctrines of impossibility and frustration of purpose that you can sometimes win on. But And all and, and that may more. be our show title because I think all of our purposes are yeah. frustrated at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a show title for once. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you, sir. It's good to talk to you as always. And last but certainly not least, again, boy, talk about OG, somebody who we have missed. Uh-huh. I'm so glad to hear his voice this morning is our friend Richard Maisner from Cyclicious in Northern California. Good morning, sir. Uh, hi, and yeah, I'm certainly frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's uh it's it's really neat because I don't know how many years it's been since I've participated in the spokesman. And thanks for inviting me. Um, but it's neat hearing about you know Carlton's kid learning to be a medic yeah. or, or you know going into medicine. And, and Tim has a kid in college. Um, my son, he is in the military, currently deployed overseas, not in a trouble spot, thankfully. Um, but, but he is uh, 
his barracks is basically locked down. Um, he messaged me the other night saying they are in health protection condition, Charlie, whatever that means. Mm. Uh, (laughs) and my own daughter is home right now um studying online taking her classes and but she's also an essential worker because she works at a large national coffee chain serving up coffee Mm -hmm. (laughs) so thank you for your service that's about as essential as it gets right (laughs) (laughs) and uh and and, and she's happy to get out of the house to do that. Um, and they are doing protective measures there. They're only doing um, drive-through service, which personally kind of annoys me. But <laughs> um, but they also have a walk-up uh, uh, deal where you walk up to the door after you do a file, file your mobile order and um, you walk up to the door and they pass it through you to you through the door. Um, so there's no widespread customer exposure. And my wife also, she works at a hospital. Um, um, and so she's showing up to work every day. Um, and, you know, she's concerned about exposure to patients there. Uh, and and it, sure. it's a concern here. Um, but, you know, cross your fingers. And we do. And, uh, yeah, I, I work at a large technology firm. I've been working from home for two weeks now. Um and so, so I'm, I'm thankful I'm able to do that. I'm thankful I'm, I'm still taking a salary and we'll see how long that lasts. Right. Yeah. But on, on the biking front, yeah. um, I've always hated indoor cycling. <laughs> I hate it a little, I hate it a little bit less now, but I, I hope that from this show, maybe I'll get some tips on how to make it a little, little more. Enjoyable. I don't hate it less. I just do it more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's difficult for me, and maybe this is something we can talk about during the show, yeah. you know, like uh, Donna mentioned about uh, using the Wahoo kicker and whatnot. I just have a regular trainer. Um, I put earbuds in. I listen to music, um, you know, and, and I can go an hour doing that, and then I just die of boredom. Mm-hmm. So so maybe this is something we can talk about later on in the show. And that was good. And that was good. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, I got to ask you, so, you know um, – you got back into blogging um, uh, on Cyclicious, uh, which is not, you know not, not really. <laughs> I haven't blogged in over a year. So what what happened? So 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 you know you've 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 been you know sort of a light in Northern California. And by the way, I say this you know as somebody who put the Fredcast on permanent hiatus X number of years ago and and sort of never looked back. Um, um, for me, you know, it was really an issue of the amount of time that it was taking. Uh, I miss mm-hmm. it every day, uh, and I and and I miss the the audience interaction, um, and you know, and I won't lie, I miss the products to test. Um, um, but but mostly, I just miss being in touch with all of you and with the audience. And uh, was it the same for you? It was just just the amount of time. Did you just get burned out? Um, burnout. And um, to be honest, I'm spending more time on Twitter. Uh-huh. Micro blogging. There's no income for me on Twitter, but there wasn't, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much income for me on Cyclicious either. <laughs> so that's, that's not really that important to me. It's not why I do it, of course, but, but yeah, I think there's more yep. interaction for me on Twitter. Um, I'm still undecided what to do about the blog. Sounds familiar. Okay. Well, it's still up there. You know, it's like, I wonder if there'll be more blogs. I wonder if there'll be more. Oh, just an endless flood of podcasts. That's a good question. Um, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, the good point. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, podcasting has changed too, right? I mean, um, oh um, yeah. When we start, when I started the Fredcast, when we started the Spokesman, um, you know, podcasting was more grassroots. Um, today, podcasting is very much a business um, driven by large corporations and broadcasting firms, and it's a business. Um, and as you rightfully said, Richard, you know, on uh, it's not like I made I made pennies on 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 the Fredcast. Um, and you know, and, and pennies on the spokesman, thankfully. Um, but it was more of a labor of love. And now as, as I think it's just more of a, of a business. Yep. And I think it's the same way with some blogs as well. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Um, the, 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 the blatant efforts they make to try to get you to click through to ads mm-hmm. is really annoying to me, you know? I mean, I, I had advertising to support Cyclicious and whatnot, but but just the real, you know, like click through to the slideshow and everything else yeah. is just kind of. But that's not what this podcast is about, so I won't go okay. off on that. Uh, yeah, we're, in, we're 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 becoming the Statler and Waldorf of the uh, sports. <laughs> <time. laughs> so, um, so uh, last but not least, what am I doing? So so interesting. I was um, <clears throat> so I actually started a new business a, a year ago, a consulting firm. Um, so this is sort of a strange time for me. Um, my, my main gig, for those of you who don't know, um, I am, um, in, uh, the industrial uh-huh. laundry world. I've been, I'm sort of third or fourth generation of my family in that world. And don't think, you know, a room full of machines that you put quarters into. These are machines that are, are as big as a house. Um, and in so hospitals. they, they, yeah, in hospitals. Exactly. So you're um, you're you're yeah. an essential worker too. Oh. Actually, yeah. So our our industry is essential yeah. because imagine all of those healthcare workers and all of those patients. And I do have a lot of clients that are in the healthcare world doing um, linens and scrubs and doctors uniforms and things like that for you know in surgical gowns and all of that for the healthcare world. And so it's been. It's been busy, but um, as many of you said, you know, I work from home when I'm home um, uh, on a regular basis. Uh, and my wife works from home and what she does. So our dog is used to having people home, although he's happy to have a couple more people in the house at the moment full time. Um, um, so my, I have two daughters, as everybody knows, and they are both grownups and great people, wonderful people, um, one of whom works for actually the city of Salt Lake uh, in an essential role, but she um she's telecommuting as well so she's at home and then my oldest daughter uh works for a school in Los Angeles and their campus is closed and said they said you can work from home and so she said well great home can be home home so we have a full house there's four of us and we are trying not to drive each other crazy and the dog is getting more walks than he knows what to do with <laughs> which is wonderful uh and as for me i have to ride indoors anyway um, because, uh, Christmas day, I blew out my knee and a month later I got a brand new ACL. And so I'm on my indoor trainer uh, and I'm not allowed to go outside for a couple you know, on my bike for a couple more months anyway. So as much as like Richard said, I really hate riding indoors. Uh, it's keeping me safe. It's keeping me sane and it's keeping me relatively fit and it's helping me to rehab my knee. So that's a great thing for me. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad everybody's safe and I'm and 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 I hope you say that way. Oh, one more thing. I also have elderly parents. They live in Los Angeles. Uh and we have introduced them to grocery delivery and mm-hmm. they have embraced it and it's working out great for them and my father calls himself 
um, I won't name his street name, but it's the prisoner of his street name. So he's decided that, you know, they're stuck at home and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm damn glad that they're doing that and that in their eighties, they're staying healthy. So, um, knock on you know, I've been seeing so many like, yeah. like, uh, the movies about like, I watched the great escape. I watched <laughs> Alcatraz. I watched, uh, last night. <laughs> I just relate more now. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. So, I, so, so let's use that sort of as a transition. I mentioned, uh, and and I'm going to ask you guys to raise your hand if you'd like to to be the first one out here. But um, um, I got you know, five I, I, bucks. Says that lasts about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I said before the show, everybody. You know, uh, Carlton was saying, you know, let's let's David, you know, just call on people, and I said, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. But let's see what happens. Um, how are you, or are you using any? Any cycling in any way, um, whether it's it's watching cycling or participating in indoor cycling, and if so, let's get into some details. What are you doing? Tell me, how are you using cycling to stay sane? And look at that, Jim. You raised your hand first. Go right ahead, my friend. Wow. Well, I had to switch computers. I had to, you know, it's a nightmare. So you got lucky. Uh, I, I, believe it or not, um, cycling in Colorado is an essential service. So the bike shops are still open, and this is my favorite thing. I'm an essential service as an attorney. <laughs> now, <laughs> why, why we need attorneys right now, I still have not figured out. But So I, I just you know, do the normal. I have not changed my cycling re- regime at all. Um, I either – well, I don't leave from here yet. I should because there's no cars on the road, uh, but I – I, I too was injured in December and I just, I got back, got permission to go skiing and get on my bike. And three days later they closed the resorts. Mm. So I, I had uh, zero time on my season passes, um, but I can ride, but I've been going down the bike path because sitting and not doing anything for three and a half months. Uh, I think at my average speed is just getting into double digits right now. Um, I, I did a hard ride last week and ended up not being able to unclip from my pedals. You know, mm. feet just weren't going to move that direction. So it's sanity. You're right. I mean, it's just anything. Getting outside, seeing people, tons of people. Um, too not, many people. Yeah, too many people. Yeah, that's in all honesty, the the social distancing even is a little bit more difficult because there's so many people. Mm-hmm. And if you're walking, I don't know how you're actually able to maintain that. Um, you know, I mean, I, uh, I'm passing people on the left. So I'm thinking that their head is, you know, my backside and I'm quickly leaving them behind, at least in my own theory, whether or not I actually am. Um, but, and I, I have comments about that. I don't know if you want me to jump yeah, in now or just yeah. when, I, when I get to my, so in, in my area, a lot of the bike um, advocacy, advocacy groups are, are, you know, since there's, dramatically less car traffic they're saying open up car lanes so that there's social distancing for all these people that all of a sudden are out walking and biking and running um because you know you have a six foot sidewalk or in a lot of cases even a three foot sidewalk there's no way you could leave six feet of space and then right next to you you have this four lanes of expressway and there's only one lane's worth of traffic or maybe two lanes worth of traffic uh let's shut those couple of those lanes down and turn it into a walking path um, I don't know what kind of success they've had. I know the people up in San Francisco have been really um, um, pushing for, especially some of the park roads, uh, 
to be shut down. And, and there's this waterfront road called the Embarcadero. Mm -hmm. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with San Francisco, um, it's a wide boulevard and, you know, they're saying, I mean, and the Embarcadero also has a wide sidewalk along most of it, but, but they're saying shut down one of those lanes, turning into a walking or biking lane, please. Um, I haven't followed it closely, so I don't know what kind of success they've had, if any. But it's a suggestion that I think needs to be talked about or should be talked about. Carlton, I think this is a great place for you to jump in because as as as, as I've been looking at, at your writings on Forbes, I mean, these are, these are the kinds of questions that people are having these days. Um, what's happening, for instance, in the UK uh, as concerns being able to go out and exercise outside and are people maintaining social distancing and what about the kinds of proposals like Richard was talking about? Yeah, people haven't been doing social distancing very well, which is why the government's having to to constantly ratchet up the the, the stricter measures. So they've they've been very laissez-faire to date and it's been getting stricter and stricter and the messaging hasn't been terribly good. I know America famously isn't terribly good. Well, we are not terribly good either. So Italy, Germany, um, Spain have all been very good. They've been given very strict instructions like distance from the house you can go, time you're allowed to exercise for, all these kind of things. And we haven't had that until today, in fact, where the government has today clarified, but still hasn't clarified it very well, that you're allowed to go out for about an hour. So before it was, you can go out for a, uh, you can go out for one session of exercise per day. Well, for cyclists, that's well, that's a nine-hour ride. Then that's fine. Okay, we'll go out for nine right. hours. Um, and I don't, they haven't factored in cyclists are going to exercise for multiple hours. So they've now said, okay, you can go out for one hour. So that's now you know brings it very close to to home so i guess the message has got to be you can exercise but don't do it with a bunch of people don't do it where there are lots of other people going to be there so that's why i think richard's point about widening sidewalks getting a, a lane of, of of a car lane brought into to being a, like an exercise lane would be a fantastic idea everywhere because the sidewalks aren't wide enough uh, the bike trails aren't wide enough so when everybody is going on bike trails, and I've been on a, a ton of bike trails recently close to where I am, there's just so many people, as, as Jim was saying, there's just so many people. So we're going to have to have somewhere where we can go exercise, and it can't be maybe where the current trails are. So that's got to change. But thankfully, we are allowed to exercise. I mean, I think governments pretty much everywhere recognize we have got to do that. Otherwise, you're going to just kill people from lack of exercise, not because of morbidity or, or falling over of heart attacks, just mm -hmm. the stress levels that will go through the roof if people can't get that kind of air into the lungs. I, I, so I, I, I haven't actually done any indoor cycling yet. So I know, David, you've done a load because of your, your, your knee, etc. I haven't done mm -hmm. any. My daughter is now asking about setting a bike up in the garage which we have because of my son. He's got some fantastic kit down in the garage. He's actually somewhere else. Uh, he's actually living with a girlfriend uh, right now. But we have got the equipment. I haven't set it up yet, thankfully, because I can still get out there. And, and one of the things I can actually do, and here's me being such a nice, kind person, uh, I volunteered for the NHS to be like a courier. So at some point when I'm okayed, I'll be able to go out for a lot longer during the day on my bike, delivering prescriptions and, and bits of food for people via this official 
volunteering app. So I'm sure a lot of people in the UK, and 700,000 people have volunteered for this. There'll be a lot of people, a lot of those 700,000 people will be avid cyclists who want to get out there for eight hours a day and and carry on riding. And, and I'm going to be uh, one of them. I, you know, you know, we have a different thing going on here, which I think find interesting. We have single people who are out exercising, running or cycling or whatever. But the majority of people occupying the bike paths that are new are families. And these are groups of four, six, eight, sometimes 12 people. Mm. Um, and, and we've never had that before. I mean, there have been two people, but half the cyclists now are at least twos. And a lot of them are, are threes and fours. And the people walking are all in groups of five or six. Um, and, and that's quite interesting. In fact, it might have a, may have a long-term benefit of families actually getting outside and spending more time together. They're not moving fast. They're mostly talking and yeah, yeah, there's some benefit out of this, right? They're not moving fast and they're talking and they're, you know, you're, you spend a lot of time yelling at them that please heads up, get out on your left. Oh, that means (laughs) passing on your left. You know, you not only do you say it and you have to explain it, um, but it's it's a very different group of people that are out exercising, or well, I shouldn't say exercising, are outside right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the same in the trails because I know here they've actually for mountain bikers, some of the different parks have closed them to mountain bikers because so many people are out walking in the woods and you know big families, and as you said, Jim. It's not single walkers or people in single file. It's families with kids running around. So the mountain bikers are having less and less places to go because there are just so many people outside, which is great in one way and not great if you want to be riding. Yeah, for sure. Tim. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of congestion issues now with with stuff like that. And, you know, and and I'm of two minds. I've been riding indoors and not outdoors at all, um, even though. I could in theory, um, you know, and part of my thinking was swayed by, ironically, um, my friends in Italy who are dealing with uh, a lot of scary times there. And even, even the people who are allowed to be out and exercising um, are choosing not to because of the concerns of the, the what if scenarios. If you even if you're riding by yourself, if you fall and need medical attention, you're adding to the strain on the system. And so they're just telling people, just don't, just please don't. In Italy, actually, the only people who are allowed to ride are professionals and they have to have permission to be able to get out and train. And in Spain, they've shut it down completely. Even the pros can't ride outside. So you see a lot of the guys in Girona, which has become the the pro mecca, sitting on their balconies, uh, riding their, their trainers. And so I've been riding indoors and I'm, 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 I'm very lucky, uh, spoiled rotten that I am to be able to ride on a, mm-hmm. a Wahoo kicker and, uh, have now been exploring the world of Zwift and <laughs> to Richard's point, an hour in Zwift, uh, totally kicks my butt and I'm, uh, I leave about a gallon of sweat on the mat when I'm done. It's it's pretty it's pretty grossly impressive, um, or impressively gross. I do feel and, like I'm working out harder when I'm when I'm indoors because yeah. I'm because because the sweat doesn't go in anywhere. 
Um, I do have a fan, but, but yeah. Yeah. And I have a, I have a, exactly, I got a fan blow and I got a window open right next to me and I'm still just drenched. By the time I get off, it's, I, I feel like my, my kit is so soaked. Like I just jumped in the bay. I mean, it, it's, I'm completely drenched down to my socks. And another thing for me is that because I'm an idiot and don't have a, a switch in my head that allows me to just pedal softly and warm up for 10 minutes and then do some efforts, <laughs> you know, you, you, you drop into Zwift world and just start pedaling. And it's like, oh, hey, the group just went by going, you know, 30 miles an hour and they're all riding at 500 watts. I'll do that too. <laughs> and so within an hour, I'm, I'm, I'm left panting and draped over my handlebars going, what the hell just happened to me? I used to ride for six hours and not have this much sweat. What's going on? So it's it's kind of demoralizing at the same so, time. So for somebody who has to... And these avatars come by ahead. riding through you, and there's one with a ponytail, and it's like, this chick just kicked my butt. <laughs> so for somebody who has to ride indoors for so many months during the year, you know, because it's too snowy and icy outside... Um, I can tell you from experience that, that, that riding indoors is, is clearly a more intense experience. And if you think about it, when you ride outdoors, as, as, as Tim sort of yeah. alluded to, you know, when you first start, you know, maybe you're sort of soft pedaling and you're warming up, et cetera. So there's, there's that. Um, there are hills, which of course you go up and you have to, to, to exert a lot of energy, but then there's, you know, there's descents and you're not pedaling or you stop at a stoplight or a stop sign. And so there's, and there's some coasting going on. There's none of that when you're on your trainer. And as, as a result, it is always a more intensive effort. Yeah. Um, um, there are those, I think fat cyclist Eldon at fat cyclist does this. He does like up a, a whole lot less. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Eldon from fat cyclist, I think does a, a century every year. Um, as, as a, as a fundraiser, if I'm not mistaken, and, and I can't imagine riding a hundred miles on a trainer. Oh. I would just, I'd be a wet noodle. I mean, it's just, oh, it's no. just, Good forget grief. about it. Um, that's, that's a hard oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, and I want to come back to it in a moment, but, but first I, I, if I may, uh, and this is something, you know, that we do here on the spokesman all the time, and it's nice to be able to do it live. And that is, um, I, I just want to jump in and thank our friends at Jensen USA for, for sponsoring the show, continuing to sponsor the show. Um, for all these years, they have just been amazing and they continued to be amazing. Now, for those of you who may be new, and I can't imagine if you're new, you want to listen to the rest of us. <laughs> but for those of you who've been with us for a while, or even those of you who are <laughs> new, um, Jensen USA is, is an online site, it's jensenusa.com. And uh, they sell everything that you might need for your cycling lifestyle. And I've said for years and years that they are uh, one of those sites that you go to that has an amazing selection and great prices. But I think what really sets them apart, what differentiates them from the other uh, sites online is they have really unparalleled customer service. They have these folks there. They're called gear advisors. These are not folks offshore who they've hired to just sort of answer their phone. No, these are these are people who actually ride. And so when you call and you've got a question uh, about a particular piece of kit that you're planning on buying, some component, uh, um, whatever, a bike, they've likely used that product uh, and they know a lot about it. And they, 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 they give you answers from a position of knowledge and experience. And they're called gear advisors. And even during this crisis that we're all in worldwide, those gear advisors are still answering the phone. Now, they're answering their phones from home. So if you hear a dog bark, you know, it's just like you working from home. It's kind of hard to keep your dog from barking when, you know, the UPS guy goes by. But 
they're still working and they're still working from home. Now they've made some adjustments in what they're doing. Their retail stores aren't open uh, for those of you who may be in Southern California or their, their will call pickup isn't open. But other than that, they're still working because as, as, as we mentioned a little while ago, um, bike shops and cycling services are still in a lot of places considered um, an essential business because let's say you are volunteering for the National Health Service, or let's say that you are needing to ride your bike to work, to commute to work. You need those products for what you're doing, or maybe you're cycling indoors and you're looking for a product to help you do that. Jensen USA is a great place to go. So um, I really encourage you as you are looking to support businesses, um, support small business, uh, and support those who support the spokesman and your cycling lifestyle, go ahead and check them out. They're at jensenusa.com. We really thank them for their support of the spokesman. Uh, we thank them for doing what they're doing to maintain all of our sanity during this time. Uh, and we thank you for supporting them as well. So thanks to Jensen USA. Now, before we get back to the show, Carlton, I think you had a spot that you wanted to talk about as well. Yes, there is. So it's not really an advert as such, but I, I do want to thank Jensen USA because, and I want to thank all bike shops because clearly a whole bunch have closed to protect their staff for whatever reasons. Uh, a whole bunch have kept open and they are providing a vital service, especially keeping um, bikes on the road for key workers. So I know there's a whole bunch in the UK. I don't know what, I'm sure it'll be the same everywhere else, but in the UK, we've got a whole a bunch of NHS workers who are cycling to work for the very first time. And an awful lot of the bike industry is getting those bikes back on, on the road for those people. And, you know, doctors are getting their bikes stolen, unfortunately. And then about five bike companies quickly come in and replace that, that bike when it gets publicized. So the bike industry is doing a, a, a ton of good at the moment to get people moving. However, that's not what I wanted to say. I wanted to just remind people the previous show, uh, there was a promotion there for if you're going to be doing lots of indoor cycling, you're going to need your 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 kit washed, especially with all that sweat that Tim's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was for sport suds. So it, this is a US only, Canada only offer. It's I'll put the, the the link in again into the show notes. It's for a company that's I believe it's a Canadian company that does this sport specific detergent that uh, it, it does it in a clever way in that it takes all of the smells out because when you actually have perfume in a detergent, that's actually something that the the smells can actually latch onto in mm-hmm. reality and actually stay in the garment and the sport and especially in a sport garment. So like the the merino wools of this world and the you know the the the, the base layers which are, are synthetics, they can keep these pongs. Uh, as soon as you start exercising they come back again. Uh, whereas this stuff, this sports suds, takes it out. And I've got an offer for US and Canadian uh, readers, uh, listeners only. So uh, I'll put that link in. So sorry to everybody else around the world. It isn't available to you. Yes, please. Um, but you guys, you can you can sign up. And I think the memory is it's you put your email in, you'll get a discount code come what may if you put your email in. And then at least one person gets uh, some of the sample kit sent out to them, US or Canada only. So sport, and the reason I'm mentioning it twice is because I got it wrong the last time. I got it right in the text, but wrong in audio. I, I actually put an extra S in. I called it sports suds, and it's, it's actually sport suds. So I had to just correct that, David. So so let's get back to the show, David. 
<laughs> Will do. And and thank you. And by the way, of course, I've uh, I have used Sports Suds, and uh, you're right, Carlton. It's uh, it's it's a good product. I, I think I met them at an outdoor retailer show uh, a number of years ago, and uh, yeah, they're they're a great company. So and Tim um, needs them. Tim yeah, needs them by the sound of it. Uh-huh. Oh, we hear that. <laughs> I can smell you all the way from Santa Cruz. Yeah, too. yeah. you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> you need them. <laughs> so, so Tim's using a Wahoo kicker, um, and he's using Zwift. Are you using anything else besides? This is what I really want to talk about now. Um, besides Zwift, or is or is that sort of your software of choice right now? Right now, yeah, the the Zwift has been because I'm I'm new on the the whole kicker thing and the virtual training. So you know, because mm. I'm 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 so old school and analog. Normally, I would just be on my track bike on my rollers in the driveway, freaking my neighbors out as they walk by. Um, but my my rollers are old enough. I, I I need something a little, you know, I I need I need better focus. Um, and so the the whole Zwift thing and the Wahoo has been a, a huge plus on top of the fact that I snapped the belt on my rollers and just need to replace it. Um, so that, that made riding the rollers difficult. All right. So Tim's got a kicker in Zwift. I was going to ask you, Donna, so what's yeah. Neil doing? Um, well, what I can tell you guys, what Neil has been using and what I've been hearing um, as I'm in my living room with some Netflix David, um, mm-hmm. that uh, Neil's been upstairs riding like crazy, but he's been riding nice. in Ireland. And if you know, I said I live outside of Boston. So how he's doing that is he is using the Wahoo Bolt with the kicker. Um, so he says he can go to map his ride um, and choose any road that you know um, that you may ride every day or someplace that you've ridden um, before and you can connect the bolt to the kicker and you can ride that course. So he says you don't need any Zwift. Um, it's independent. You don't need Zwift. There aren't any visuals, yeah. of course, um, but you can watch your TV or whatever while you're doing it. Um, and he has been riding roads that he used to ride in Ireland and he says it is exact. Hmm. So um, that might be another option for some folks. Yeah, every night he goes to ride nice. in Ireland. <laughs> so does he have a, a like a big big screen TV in front of him too and all that? He does, yeah. And then he'll you know he'll just put something on or um, or something like that. He also he does the Zwift, but he really likes doing this because he can map out his own ride and um, knows where the hills are and and all of that. And he said he did a he um, did a route around here to test it out and and then go back and do it on the the bolt and he said it was nice. exact. So, um, and the roads at home are exactly like he remembers with probably more yeah. hills than he would like. So, mm. <laughs> so there's another, uh, another way to do it. If you don't want to, if you don't want to sign up for Zwift. And, uh, Richard, you've been riding indoors, but you said just, just, you said, uh, if I remember the way you put it, you said, you know, just on a trainer. Yeah. Um, just on a trainer, earbuds, listening to trying to find music tracks that are the right BPMs, um, which is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm finding all these spinning tr- indoor cycling, spinning tracks that are kind of fun to listen to. Um, I'm a, I'm a real neophyte when it comes to trainers. Cause where I live, the, the cycling weather is pretty much year round. Um, and some of the things that Tim talked about, as far as 
I am doing some outdoor cycling because I live on the edge of the Santa Cruz mountains and it's not hard for me to socially isolate. I'm on these little mm-hmm. one lane mountain roads and there's no one out here. Um, I'm seeing a lot more. Oh, nice. Yeah. But the problem is because there's a lot less traffic, the few people that are out there are driving like yeah. maniacs. Um, mm-hmm. um, the CHP I saw was, there was an article CHP are clocking people at over a hundred mile an hour on, on like these, on like not even highways. Um, and I live, I don't, for those that know the area, I live off of highway 17 in Northern California. And there's just some really spectacular crashes, even when the weather is nice. So that, that has me a little concerned. Um, I'm not normally afraid of traffic. Uh, but when people are just whizzing by at ungodly speeds, you know, yeah. just, it, it, it gives me pause, but I do still do, I'm doing some outdoor riding when the weather is nice. It's raining today. It's raining yesterday. Uh, it's been off and on this whole week. Um, but I am doing more indoor cycling. Um, a friend of mine gave me a old kind of a castaway magnetic trainer. Um, so I set it up in my son's now abandoned bedroom and it smells like a gym now. Cause I'm sweating like crazy. That's what it said. And yeah. Ex- well, you know what? I'm a, I've been using them for several years now and I'm, um, I'm a happy customer. Nice. Um, and they don't even have to pay me to say that, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I'm going to go. try them. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. They work well. Um, Good. And you know, I have my I have my trainer set up so I look can look out the window at the traffic, and uh, um, and I'm just listening to music. So I yeah, uh, I'm kind of looking at things like this cadence and speed sensors because I don't even have Bluetooth attachments for those things, uh, so I can hook it up to to Zwift and, and I might I might give that a shot this next week. There you go. Cool. I have to say, um, yeah. if I can just jump in, people are coming up with some really innovative ways to either cycle at home or I saw, um, and you can see them if you, you search online, there are these two little girls, they were set up in front of a Peloton and their parents had put their, they, they had training wheels, you know, they were little girls oh, oh, yeah. and <laughs> their parents put the training wheels like on shoes. <laughs> but I also, if you go to Twitter and you search cycling rooftop, there is a guy that is is on his bike on a rooftop and he's going around and around and it's not even that big of a rooftop. So I think people are, you know, if you want to ride and you have restrictions, you know, Carlton was talking about restrictions or we have some here too. Um, there, there are ways to get in your ride. And I think my wife's all of this, gym, we're seeing people be very innovative. Yeah. My wife's gym said that they could, uh, the customers, long-time customers, can borrow their spinning bikes mm. if they want. Oh, wow. yeah. That's cool. I saw and, and tweeted out a guy who had run a marathon on his eight-meter balcony deck. In, oh, in I saw Italy, that. Which, just the turning every, you know, eight meters would just crank your knees. It took him like eight hours or something like that <laughs> to run a marathon. I mean, wow. That's- that's dedication. That's stupid. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's more than dedication. That's insanity. Yeah, I can't. You know, one I of the. One of my the- trailer. <laughs> everyone thinks, that, you know, the, the classic me on a trainer is the movie Up, you know, and they yell squirrel and the dogs all run the other direction. A commercial <laughs> comes on TV and it gets my attention and I fall off. 
you know. <laughs> I get off the rollers and I get off my trainer that moves and I go back to my 30-year-old REI ones that's stationary, you know, so I can repair knees again. And I can ride it and then another commercial comes on and I'm done. You know, I just it's just mentally, it's just more than I can handle. One I of the, one of the problems when you were talking about David that yeah. um, doing doing a century on yeah. a trainer. I, oh yeah, I, there's I, a lot of those. I have no idea. That, I'm still yeah. baffled I, by I that. I knew a guy who used to do that every year on his rollers. <laughs> Tim, oh, well, okay, but okay. Tim, who, who's Oof. the guy who won the Paris Roubaix? Oh, and he did Matt, just like Matt, he did Matt a trainer in effect. Matt Heyman, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Australia. Talk about a Cinderella story. Yeah. He he spent the winter virtually pretty much only training for a number of reasons. I can't even remember what the reasons were, if it was injury, coming back from injury or or just it was injury. Yeah. It was injury. Yeah. And and he spent almost the entire winter prep leading up to Perry Roubaix training on a on a trainer as opposed to being on the road. And then ended up winning the thing. <laughs> You see that, dear listener? You too can win Perry Roubaix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how Merckx did it all those times. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm, I was gonna. I was gonna like go down the road of of like talking about riding on cobbles because it's not my thing. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Hey, you know. But that brings. Okay. Two things before I, I want to switch gears here. No pun intended. Um, um, yeah. First Don't of all, fall off, Jim. Yeah, thank you. Right. So, yeah. So first, yeah, we're taking a turn here, Jim. Be, be prepared. Um, firstly, one of the issues that people are having today, because everybody is interested in getting on a trainer, is that it's they're yeah. getting harder and harder to find. Um, I was just clicking through, literally, as we were talking on Jensen USA. They've got them, but their, their quantities are relatively limited. What's What's nice is that is that it's showing that they're going to be getting some more trainers in stock this week. So. Um, you know, make sure that you check online, um, check Jensen USA because, uh, they are harder and harder to find. And I also suggest, and I've made this tip before, this mm-hmm. is not my tip today. So, um, if you're curious about which trainer to use, if you're curious about the differences between them, if you're curious about the difference between Zwift and Sufferfest and trainer road and all the other things that are out there, the site to go to in my humble opinion yeah. is DC yeah. Rainmaker. I just oh, think that yeah. he does such he he his reviews are what I always wanted my Fred Cast reviews to be. He does such a great job yeah, and it's so deep, in depth. Deep. Um I think you should uh, yeah, really deep. Right. Deeper sometimes than you may want, but I'm telling you Ray does a great job. DC as in um Delta Charlie Rainmaker com. Go check it out. That's that's absolutely where you're going to get the best reviews. That that for those of you who maybe haven't been riding indoors in the past, I think that he's really going to help you out in finding what you're looking for. I do want to switch gears real quick yeah, and similar to his, his yeah. reviews on power meters for people who are oh yeah power and and he's done and drones. He does everything electronic. He's virtually everyone out there. Yeah, yeah. Drones yeah, too. Yeah, he does some very good reviews on. Like athletic drones, so drones that will like follow you when you're when you're cycling. Uh, so he's very good on that. Uh, what? I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, yeah. you see people skiing with them until they cut too close to a tower or a tree. <laughs> for yeah. the mature. It's hilarious. Let's all sing George of the Jungle. Yeah. Watch out for that tree. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So real quick. So for those of you that are cycling fans, I'm, I, I, I are one. Um, um, you know, this is, this is spring classic season and, uh, yeah, right. And there, there are no spring classics. It's like, I, I, I go up and down my TV dial and I see, you know, the 1996 uh, NCAA Final Four, or I think tomorrow they're showing Rams Chiefs from last year. I mean, it's just all this former sort of sports stuff. Tim, I'm going I'm to come to you because I'm hoping that you know the answer to this question. Where are people finding their fix for professional cycling today? Um, they're looking at YouTube or they're dusting off their old VHS and mm. DVDs because, you know, there, there's nothing, there's nothing happening yeah. in current live actual cycling right now. It just, it just isn't. Um, so there's a lot of, um, let's rewatch the classic classics. Yeah. Uh, some, some folks, some friends, uh, Jen C., and Jason Thorpe have both been trying to organize a, 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 a bit of classic classics and have been sharing links and times where on the weekend they're all getting together and watching a given race. Um, and they'll share the link to a, a recording on YouTube of, you know, the last 40 minutes of coverage of Gent Vevelgum from 2009 or whatever. So they're, they're kind of trying to, you know, keep, keep the stoke alive and have some fun watching together as a group and, you know, sitting on Twitter and all commenting about, Oh, do you see that move? Yeah, I remember that and stuff like that. So there's, there are ways to be creative about, um, again, getting that little bit of a fix, but it's, it is very much, um, a wasteland right now because there's, there's just nothing happening. And I mean, hell the, I mean, darn there's the, the, the Giro has been pushed out uh, with no confirmed new date. The, the tour is in question, although, you know, ASO is, is lobbying like crazy to continue to have the tour uh, ramble on without an audience just so that it happens. Um, So it's a little bit. They could do it on kickers. Have everybody on indoor machines. Yeah, that's right. Go. <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah, um, I mean, uh, and that's the thing. The, the, this wear, cycling is really growing right now. Go ahead. Uh, sorry to cut you off again, David, but um, when I forget which one of the races it was, I think it was Perry Nice. When Perry Nice uh, was in doubt, yep. but still went ahead, uh, Mitchelton Scott pulled their team from the race and instead did a series of Zwift events for their fans to interact with the riders. And it's proven so successful. They're continuing to do that. Now other teams are looking at ways that they can do the same thing and, and build and foster community with the team and the riders during this time and continue to, you know, make the sponsors happy because let's face it, if there's no racing, what are the sponsors paying for? And, you know, that's, that's a big, big deal right now. That's one of the reasons why so many teams are saying the tour really needs to happen people, because that's what our entire sponsorship budget is based on. Well, yeah. yeah, And I know in other, in other sports, like in NASCAR, they're doing iRacing. They're actually having it on TV today. They did last week as well Mm -hmm. to be able to have their fans be able to connect or watch. Um, And I know that Tony Kanon, who's a, 
an IndyCar driver, he's very into cycling and he does triathlons and long, long cycling. He, every Monday, he's going on Zwift and he's inviting his fans to come and ride with him um, or mm-hmm. to race him or anything like that. So I think you're right, Tim. People are, and they're getting their sponsor names out there and, um, yep. you know, and all of that because even for those guys at that level, it's the sponsorships and, and, you know, frankly, keeping fans engaged with them, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, so I, I, I just a quick question. Cause I was, I was totally going to go to Donna on the NASCAR thing. And, and of course she brought it up and I'm glad that she did, um, with, with NASCAR doing their, their virtual racing, which I think is really, really cool. Um, is there no virtual other than than what tim was mentioning with mitchelton scott is there no um virtual bike racing hey, can, I, with, can i pull up this pros? clip right now let's see if this will work it's day six at the 2020 tour de quarantine can you hear that six days yeah four seconds ahead of a lady on the e-bike with jimmy john's delivery so this guy here i'm gonna, I'm gonna pause it this brad sauner on twitter and instagram and whatnot he's been posting video of of path cyclists, okay, and and he's capturing capt- capturing you know like there's a guy on a trailer and he like he sees a couple of women up ahead on a path and so of course he has to get into c- competition mode and he gets up out of the saddle to try to pass them and <laughs> and this guy is doing like professional style race commentary on these path cyclists so today is you know or yesterday was stage six of the tour they quarantine and it's hilarious I love it uh, yeah I love yeah it. it's Funny. Yeah, um, definitely worth a it listen. It is. Um, I Tim, your thoughts? <laughs> you know, it sounds like you've watched it. Oh yeah, no, I, it, I, I haven't seen all of them yet. I need to get caught up on on where we are currently. But Brad uh, is is one of the better race announcers in the country, and he's done a lot of big events. And he's taking his downtime from covering real events to creating the the Tour de Quarantine, and it's very tongue in cheek. And, and and pretty darn entertaining, and a definite definite hat tip to to Brad for that because he's he's adding a, a a much needed level of levity to uh, being trapped inside. And he's got uh, GC rankings. He's he's got somebody doing some pretty close to professional level of graphics um, and music. Um, oh yeah, and, you know, he's got he's got helicopter sound effects. Um, crowd noises and cowbells and everything else. So he's got a pretty good team helping him out. Or if he's doing it on on his own, he's doing a great job. He's um, nailing it. Yeah, whatever. It's a yeah. lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. 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 Forget the cowbell. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's Brad Sonner on Twitter S O H N E R, and I think he's doing it on Instagram and maybe his Facebook yep. also. That's awesome. Uh, um, so, uh, Richard, is that your tip? That's my tip. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, we're an hour wow. in, right? Which is a great transition. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. All right, folks. Um, I, I want to hear the clickety clacking of your keyboards because it is that time of the show, the time that you love to hate. Um, it's the time that I'm going to ask you all for your tips. And just so to give you a little bit more time to look for what you want to talk about, I am happy to talk about my tip uh, second, since Richard just did his. Uh, and that is for those of you that are looking for something to watch on the telly uh, and um, you're not, and you want your, your fix of cycling. Uh, I found something the other day. I think it was just recently released and it's, it's really fun to watch uh, and really interesting. 
Uh, and that is a, um, a series, a documentary series on Netflix, for those of you who have Netflix, called The Least Expected Day and subtitled Inside the Movistar Team 2019. So, um, you know, there have been a lot of these kinds of of sports documentaries um, over the last couple of years. It's sort of been, uh, I, I, as an NFL fan, uh, there have been a number of them where they they profile one NFL team throughout its preparation for the season. Um, and, you know, every week it's another week in the life of that team. And this is a year in the life of the Movistar team, who was a dominant force in 2019, um, had, you know, the world champion on the team, and um, of course, you know, folks like Nero Quintana, who's always a contender and always up there at the top, especially when we're talking about mountain stages and, and things like that. It is really a very interesting study uh, in professional cycling. And for those of you who have wondered what it's looked like on the team bus uh, and in the team car and at, at team meals, uh, it's, it's a really great look inside professional cycling. Now, we'll warn you, it is in Spanish. And so if you don't know how to read, this is not the show for you. Uh, so Jim, sorry. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I just knew it was coming. Yeah. Attorneys no, it are is, good at it, writing. They're not very good at reading. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it is a really great show. Again, it, wow. there you go. It's called the least expected day inside the Movistar team 2019. You can find it on Netflix. Um, and I hope that you enjoy. So now who do I go to next? Oh, Donna, thank you for, for raising your hand. You're up. <laughs> I wanted to see if it would actually work. Um, it did. And so now you're stuck. For all of you who don't know on our software here, you can raise your Same hand. Same as flashing. I don't um, know whether that's like a pajama thing or that. <laughs> um, so my tip is kind of twofold. One is not about cycling. Um, I would say in, in these surreal times that we're living in, if you're in the U.S., please listen to Dr. Fauci. He seems to have the best yes. information. He's very clear, Amen. concise. He's not an alarmist. He's not political. He's just a scientist. And um, we we listen to him a lot. So please listen to him. Uh, my cycling tip is... Yeah. These are very surreal times. And for your mental health, whether you're cycling or walking, you're inside, you're outside, keep up your routine. Um, do that. Support your local cycling community. And there are some ways that you can do that um, by going to your local bike shop. Here, I know they're offering curbside service home deliveries even, so you don't have to interact with them as much, but they would really, really like the business. Um, and also, if you were signed up for a local cycling event and they offer a refund, if you can, don't take that refund because that may mean that that event gets to go on another time. These are a lot of times, these are small, you know, small organizations or your local bike shop putting on an event. Um, they don't have a ton of extra cash and sponsors may not be paying to be part of it because of contractual things, Jim. Um, so if you can help support them and your local nonprofits, if you had, um, you know, events that you were signed up for and they offer a refund, if you can, don't take that refund because that will help them and that will help your cycling community going forward. Those are my tips. I love it. 
Great tips. Thank you, yep. Donna. Tim, because you were flashing, raising your hand, you are up next. <laughs> I guess no good deed goes unpunished. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, I mine would just have to be in line with my personal experience on, on Zwift and uh, definitely would be to remember, even though you're writing inside, uh, and yeah, you're sweating like crazy, get a fan, open a window, that kind of stuff is great. But also remember to keep hydrating. I'm, I'm pretty good on the bike, on the yes. road, remembering to drink, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of not dehydrating. Um, cause it, it really stinks when you do. And I, one of the first rides that I did on Zwift, uh, about halfway through it, I realized that, that my right calf was cramping like crazy. And I was like, what is going on? And then I realized that at like 45 minutes into this ride, I hadn't even taken my water bottle out of the cage once. Yet I'm going full bore from the minute go. So remember to drink. It's important. As well as, and if you're going to go over an hour, um, and God bless you if you can, you got more more uh, focus than I do. Um, eat too. You, you do still need to, even though it's indoor and you don't feel like you're getting a real workout, your body still thinks you're getting a real workout. So remember to eat and drink on the bike because it um, just because it's indoors on a trainer doesn't mean it's not the same effort. Tim, can I just add okay. to that? Maybe also drink, maybe afterwards, not during, but afterwards drink a warm drink, even a yeah. semi-hot drink because there's been some studies that show that uh, the coronavirus really doesn't like anything above 40 degrees. So if you actually drink a hot cup oh. of tea, mm. that's doing your mouth some good. So I, I'm personally, I'm not really? a very hot tea drinker or hot coffee drinker. I have been drinking slightly hotter than I drinks than I have been previously. So that's, that's kind of it. That's not my tip, but it's just a general health tip is drink hot liquids. That's fascinating. It works great for my coffee. Uh, me too. And uh, straight from the mouth of a the partner of a doctor. So that's that's a great one. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Moss, counselor, what's your tip? And by the way, thank you, Tim. That was that was um, w- uh, well. I mean, I mean, just perfect for the times. So I appreciate that, uh, counselor. Yeah. You're up. Boo. Did no. you tip over? What? Come on. <laughs> the drawer attorney. Uh, Jim, do you not tip, have a tip? And the tip is tip. Oh. Everybody is not Ooh. getting as much money as they used to. I had my tires changed for the first oh. time. Oh. Yeah. I went oh, nice. got my tires changed. Winter tires to summer tires. And I left a $20 tip for the guys who did it. And they were ecstatic. Um, half the, the staff was gone. The other half was not making as much money. I tipped, I got my car washed. I tipped. You're not spending as much money going out to eat dinner or you're not spending as much money to do other things. And if, and if you don't have the money, don't tip. But if you can, I'm leaving yeah. tips. I'm carrying as many fives and twenties as I can. And I'm just leaving them wherever I can to the people who need them, you know, the most to just try and help because uh, I, it's, those people, you know, 20 bucks helps. Hopefully they'll remember me and they'll pick the right nursing home for me. But more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, you know, if, if I can spread it a little bit, 
when I have the opportunity, I'm going to. And right now is a good time to do it. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, I love that tip. That's great. Quick That's story on that. Um, my my sister and her husband um, are, you know, for writing, for, they're at a higher risk. And so they uh, chose to do grocery pickup, um, you know, where you, you order everything, they shop for you, and then they just put it in the trunk of your car. And so they left in the trunk of their car an envelope with a tip in it. And the person who was putting the groceries in the trunk said, we're not allowed to take the, the, the tip. And so my brother-in-law, to his credit, rolls his window down and drops a 20 out the window and goes, oops, I dropped some money on the ground. <laughs> and, the, and the guy was like, oh, look, I found a 20. Yeah. So uh, I, agree with, I agree with you, Jim. That's, that's an excellent one. Creativity. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, Carlton, I am going to uh, give it to you for the final uh, tip. Uh, two kind of tips. If you want some uh, laughs and you're on Instagram, and I know I've mentioned this before, but it, it is a really cool one. I know Tim likes this one, and that's Feed Zone News. Uh, great content, mm -hmm. constant content, really uh, regular stuff. And it's just like he, he's still going, or he, she, maybe. I don't know. I think it's a he. He's still going, and it's just. It's, it's a he, and he's a good guy. Yeah, okay. It's top quality content. Thank you, Tim. Uh, my second tip, and that is, I mean, I have, I've got to admit, when I do go on the indoor, uh, on the indoor bike, I do use Zwift, and I'm a big fan, like Tim, of of Zwift. If you do get tired of the artificial world and the volcanoes and all that kind of stuff, and you crave in this in this weird time that we're living, you absolutely crave a bit more reality then go to bigringvr.com. It's called Big Ring Virtual Cycling. And it's similar to what Donna was saying, but it's, it's also got uh, tons of um, actual HD footage of genuine climbs. And most of it is, is like good climbs. So Alpe d'Huez, um, hmm. El Tide, which is the, the volcano in Tenerife. It's just got really cool. good content of real stuff, real life uh, riding, which is very different to to Zwift, but in this time and and day and mm -hmm. age, I, I think can be quite welcome. And right now, <laughs> this is not a plug, but right now there's actually a 14 day free trial, so maybe you can see out the the majority of the the lockdown if you've got a lockdown where you are with a, a free trial to to Big Ring Virtual Cycling. So that's my tip, David. I love that one. I had not heard of it. I'm, 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 I'm ashamed. <laughs> I had not heard of it and it's, it's, it works with my trainer and, and a lot of others. I'm looking at it right now. I, I see, I can hear everybody clickety clacketing. Um, and that's really cool. I'm going to give that a try today. I think I'm going to use that for my ride today. Thank you, Carlton. That was excellent. All right. I want to sort of go down as we always do and just, you know, everybody let us know who you are and where you can be found. I will start and then I'm going to go from the bottom and go to Carlton so he can wrap up the show as he normally does. Um, so yeah, I'm David Bernstein, formerly of the Fredcast. Well, always of the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. And if you go to the website, you'll see that things are broken and ads don't work and things like that. And I just, I can't bring myself to take it down. So um, if you crave if you crave, you know, cycling news from 10 years ago, be my guest. Go download the show and enjoy. Yeah, people will don't be listen right to show number one. <laughs> um, don't listen to show number one of any podcast, including mine, 
Um, but I think, uh, you know, we always say, where can you find me? Well, right now you can find me right here at this desk <laughs> because I'm not on an airplane. I forgot to mention, I, I travel a ton and I was just looking between January 1 and the end of March of last year, I had more than 20 flights already under my belt. And this year, I think I have four. Mm. So that should give you just an idea of the change uh, uh, that's gone on. I would say that the place where I am posting the most these days uh, is on uh, Instagram. And so you can see all my great uh, uh, quarantine content, including my dog out for one of his umpteen walks per day. And that's simply Fredcast. That's my handle on Instagram. So enjoy. And by the way, Carlton, I just subscribed to Feed Zone News. So thank you for that. Um, Mr. Jackson, where can you be found? Well, you know, we were talking about missing blogging. I miss blogging and, and have tried multiple times to, to kickstart it again and again, uh, and it hasn't worked. Um, but there, they, people can find me at two wheels and half a brain on WordPress. But most of the time um, right now, I'm on Instagram, uh, Timothy B. Jackson. And um, I'm trying to think here for a second. The, the, uh, one of the things that quarantine has been doing is forcing me, well, not forcing me, but allowing me to spend a heck of a lot more quality time with my typewriters and uh, reconnecting with my other passion away from cycling, which is writing poetry. So I've been spending a lot of time on my Instagram account, Analog Assassins, and there you can... If, if you are interested in not knowing what my cycling brain is thinking, then that's, that's where you can find that. Hmm. Excellent. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Richard. Hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, the blog is still online, although I haven't updated it in over a year. Um, but yeah, C-Y-C-L-I-C-I-O-U.U-S, uh, Cyclicious. Uh, mostly you can find me on Twitter, C-Y-C-I-O-U-S. I can't even say it anymore because I don't say it anymore. C y c l e l i c i o u s cyclicious. If you just search for my name on Twitter, I think you'd probably find it. Richard Masoner. Um, Instagram occasionally, just usually on the stories, um, and that's that's more of a personal account. But you know, cycling discussion and whatnot on Twitter mostly. Excellent. Thank you. Mr. Moss. Recreation-law.com. Um, that's my website. And not as frequently this year so far. It's just been, you know, a crazy year. Um, Recreation.law at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of me or Recreation Law on Twitter. Um, it's been a good year if we keep going and make it such. If we keep worrying, we can make it a really bad one. So... I'm going to make it a good year. Get in my way. I'm going to run you down, but it's going to be a good year. There was a positive, there was a positive message right. in there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Donna. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Donna Tosi, or um, you can find me on Instagram off and on. Um, that's more personal stuff with my nieces and my dog, um, but also my walks and some cycling there. Um, 
and that's also Donatosi. So um, I wish you all well and good health. And um, thanks for joining us again. Hopefully we helped your mental health a little, maybe. I don't know. It certainly helped yeah. mine being with everybody yeah. today. Yeah, it's cool. Amen. Cool. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's always good to be with friends, isn't it? Yes. Yes. That's it. Even if virtually. All right, Carlton, I am handing the reins over to you. Take it away. Oh, thank you. David. So I am mostly on Twitter at Carlton Reed. And then now where I used to say bikebiz.com, I can now say Forbes.com. So it's Forbes.com forward slash sites forward slash Carlton Reed. And I'm doing a ton of coronavirus stories. And uh, as are all Forbes journalists, as are all journalists full stop, because unless... Unless you're doing those kind of stories, you're yeah. not working at the moment. That's that's pretty much the the, the job in trade for journalists. It's coronavirus stories. Uh, so this has been, David, this has been, and everybody, this has been uh, episode 241 of The Spokesman. And I can now actually say roundtable cycling podcast. I have been, uh, I will admit, I have been taking out the roundtable uh, of late because we haven't had the roundtable. It is so good to have the roundtable. So mm-hmm. thank you everybody yes. for joining us today and actually having that virtual uh, roundtable. So it is the the, the, the spokesman's uh, roundtable podcast, uh, cycling podcast, and uh, show notes you can find as per normal on the hyphen spokesman dot com. So the show notes for today, including all those lovely, wonderful tips that uh, people gave, will be on there, and. Uh, my next or their next show uh, will be 242 and isn't 242 some like ma- magic number or is that just 42 i think it's just 42 isn't it so 242 will be the next show <laughs> just 42 like what <laughs> yeah for, we're magic all because 42 that's yeah that's there you the, go the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that's 42 is the, the number oh right? that's right my, my, yeah it's the meaning yeah, of life exactly so 42 is there so it's 242 i'm sure that's also a very magical number so that will be the 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 next show and i would absolutely like to have everybody on the the show again so if we are doing uh, multiple weeks of lockdown maybe we can because we have this captive audience because we have you there and you can't go anywhere uh maybe we'll do this 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 show again and 242 will just be us uh ranting and raving again meanwhile get out there and ride indoors or a little bit outdoors if you're allowed to goodbye folks <laughs>